I'm pissed. Good. Good. Let the hate flow through you. This is the Young Family Podcast. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Family Podcast. It's your host, E. Young, joined as always by my co-host. The TBC. Hello, TBC. Hello. All right, all right. So, uh, got a great episode today. We're going to talk about, uh, well, first of all, you're angry, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're angry about school, uh, and that's why we needed to flip the mics back on, because we need to, you need an outlet uh, for your anger about elementary school. Uh, And so we're going to talk about just the rigor of an elementary school program and whether or not it's a good thing to be really intense. And we're going to talk about a super specific example uh, about that. We will also be discussing children's birthday party etiquette in terms of inviting the whole class. We will debate the topic later on in the episode. Uh, So to kick things off, TBC... Try and give me a summary about why you are so peeved right now about school as a parent to a child in elementary school. Well, a little bit of a background. Our son, Jackson, who is currently six, Mm -hmm. is in kindergarten in a local public school. Yep. And he is in a magnet program for language, meaning that through all of elementary, he will be with um, the same students learning school in both English and Spanish. Correct. It is a program that I believe in, and I'm very thankful that we have been accepted. But with all that said, I'm also... Pissed. Just pissed. (laughs) Yeah, and that is just... that's, That's even saying it lightly, because... I feel that this past school year has really like kicked our butt. Oh, that it has, absolutely. And that, I, that's because this is our first kid in elementary school, in public school, and uh, I think we didn't know what we didn't know about like what the day-to-day is like when you've got a kid in kindergarten. And then this happens to be a particularly I challenging program. I don't think that this is normal. I really don't. I think that... Oh, we know it's not normal. For the most part, when you are in kindergarten, or what I believe it should be, is a transition year. Right. It's a year to transition into first grade it's kind of like the reality check of okay you were in like a daycare or or preschool and it was fun and games and and now it's it's a little bit more strict and and there's going to be more learning and and need of concentration as you prepare for you know first grade through let me ask you a quick question do you think now because there is vpk the state-run program for like you know pre-kindergarten that they kind of almost view VPK as what kindergarten used to be, and now kindergarten is like the big leagues, and you're supposed to, the expectation is to hit the ground running? Well, again, I think that uh, the program that we are in is part of, is part of the reason why it is so intense, mm-hmm. because there's a lot to cover. You know, the English language is hard enough as it is with a long A, a short A, you know, nothing makes sense. You know what I've learned about this dual language program? English is a horrible language. It's very hard. One of the worst. It's very hard. So then you have, you know, they're learning 
English vowels. They're learning Spanish vowels. And it's a lot. It's a lot for really anyone. And I don't need, maybe we didn't prepare him um, well enough to go into the program. Right. But I just feel that this program is so intense. And, and I have found myself throughout this year kind of hating school. And I kind of understand why some kids grow to hate school. Right. Because there's so much pressure. There's pressure of being the best, of, of knowing it all, of knowing it right now, of, you know, there's no learning curve. And let me stop you and right I there. And I feel personally attacked. <laughs> like, I feel like they are, like, yelling at me. I remember our first parent-teacher conference. I cried, like, the entire time. That's true. <laughs> um I was going to I was going to say to interject that in my opinion the goal of kindergarten should be to foster a love of learning. Yes. Um so that's really all you need because to set the, grades, the table with. The grades are still supposedly O's and S's and W's. I mean, they're not even real legit grades. Right. So allow this transition year to be about that fun transition year before you get into the real true A's and B's. Whereas it seems like this program really prides itself on a philosophy. In preparing for college. Right. <laughs> at six years old. They pride themselves on being this very academically rigorous program from kindergarten uh, where I feel like you and I as parents uh, have some philosophical differences uh, as to that approach to academia, right? Like, like when you are this age, when you are five and six years old, don't put the pressure on the kids and the parents because by being too academically rigorous and making making it so much about the the grades and things like that, you're turning kids off of education. And I think that that is not how every kid responds, but that definitely is how our child has responded right and yeah. so so he's been kind of turned off of school uh you know and and has like he doesn't really have a desire to want to learn and get better which is troubling because you really have no choice and then you've been crying since the first parent teacher conference and now take us through what is the specific situation at hand that has just gotten you so up in arms recently over the last couple of days well, I think that the reason why I've kind of hit my breaking point is I've been very frustrated, you know, the entire school year, like I mentioned, but this just happened to be my breaking point. You know, we have three weeks till the end of school, and this was the final straw. But to, to bring it to context, Jackson is, you know, has projects to do, right? He has oral presentations and posters and, and books that he prepares, you know, for class and this one poster that he made for Spanish class, you know, he got an 88 out right. of 100. <laughs> and and you're, I, you're going full tiger mom on that grade. I, I seriously am so mad. Like when I found <laughs> out the grade yesterday, you know, he lost a point for attractiveness because it wasn't exceptionally attractive. It was only kind of attractive. Mm -hmm. And then the other point he lost a point for was grammar. And, you know, when we when we kind of questioned the teacher in an email about why the grammar, and we, we literally just found this answer out, you know, I feel responsible because 
you know, Jackson is, is, is creating this poster based on Eric and my idea, right? We kind of had the visual plan and then Jackson, you know, put the pen to paper to actually make it, you know, complete. Right. Because, and, by the way, it was a very, very complicated prompt for the poster. Right. It was, like, and super I'm, complex. I'm at, we'll actually post it on our Facebook page just so you can actually see what we're talking about. That's fair. But um, I am responsible because I write a lot of my letters in capitals. So I must have put a capital G and a capital R in grande, and Jackson literally copied exactly what I put. Right. And that was part of the deduction. The other part is we put Buenos Dias Amigos, and we capitalized the D in Diaz, and then we forgot the upside down exclamation mark. At the beginning. At the beginning. Correct. And then I'll- uh, Which by the way, we don't even know if they study punctuation or have studied punctuation yet. And then the final straw was, you know, we wrote the 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 uh, the, the poster was based off, off a Chinese proverb. I believe so. And nowhere in the instructions did it say that it had to be written in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe we should have been a little bit more intuitive and written it in Spanish since it is a Spanish poster. Correct. But F that, we wrote it in English. Because so, it was written in English for us everywhere. Like the right, prompt was given right, in English right. and it's like, include this proverb in your poster. Right. So he got two points deducted with a total of 88. And um, I'm just a little bit ticked off because I feel like you know, he's been struggling in Spanish anyways. And, you know, I'm like, great. You know, we have a Spanish project, almost like a gimme, right? Here's a gimme. You do this project with your parents and we're going to give you a hundred or at least an A because, it's a nice little because grade of all the booster. effort. It's a grade booster. It's, it's, a, it's a self-esteem booster, right? Mm. And I just feel defeated. So I guess my question to all of you is... What do you think? Am I being completely irrational? Am I having a Karen moment? Because I seriously want to call the coordinator right now and be like, we need a meeting. Because I feel like this teacher is not really treating this school year or this class at like a kindergarten level. I'm fired up. The project was super intense. To answer your question directly, yes. You are are being a full-on tiger mom right now. I I feel like uh, I'm kind of on both sides of the issue because, like I mentioned earlier on in this segment, I agree with you that there is something that is rather fundamentally flawed with the approach of this program in kindergarten, with it being so rigorous and with projects being so intense, uh, like this Spanish poster project. But then at the same at the same time, with all of that said, you know, when you really boil it down, you're having a huge meltdown over an 88. And, you know. I'm not upset he got an 88, <laughs> right? Obviously, I'm, I mean, in my opinion, the poster looks fantastic. And because he did it by himself at six years old, I mean, I think it looks, it looks so good. And I think that, you know, he should be praised, right? With, with, a, with a good job. And I, I am not saying an 88 is bad. And I would never tell him how, how mad I am about this grade. I, I would never express this to him. But to me, as a parent, when I already feel defeated enough in this program and, and in school, I'm just like, I'm, I ju- I'm just a little bit burnt out. Right. And at this point, I'm just like, we have three weeks till graduation, and I'm just like literally counting the minutes. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to, um, 
like throw yourself a kindergarten graduation party because oh, I was texting one mom the other day and I was just like I'm gonna feel so thankful when I graduate kindergarten, kindergarten. again yep. like I mean this is intense this, this was way way harder on you than your actual kindergarten I know that <laughs> Um, so yeah, we we definitely want to know uh, opinions. Is is Carolyn wrong in this situation for having the emotional reaction uh, that she is having right now? Because uh, TBC, you well you you needed to get in touch with the teacher. Number one, so we could get the feedback that we were lacking. Uh, but number two, because you wanted a, a higher grade. I, Last wanted, night, I wanted my point wanted back. You wanted points back. Yeah. And I had to kind of talk you off the ledge to be like, listen, there is, you know, some of this grade is a little bit subjective. Uh, also, we don't know what exactly the, the points were deducted for. So let's at least go the proper channels and find out. And so I took it upon myself because I could foresee that, that your email was probably going to come off a little bit too aggressive. Uh, so I took the reins in corresponding with the teacher. Uh, so we want to hear your guys' opinions. Hit us up, youngfamilypodcast at gmail.com, or just get in touch with us on Facebook, wherever it is that you like to uh, to interact with our show. And with that, TBC, we wanted to talk a little bit about birthdays. Uh, so shall we move on to the birthday topic? Yeah. Cali, 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 go. That Cali, Cali, go. Next time you, next time you, you go to Cali, you go to Cali, let me know, let me know, I'll hook you up with the Hondo, I'll hook you up with the Hondo, and you can got me more, that Cali, Cali go, oh, oh, baby, I love you. All right, everybody. So uh, in the last time that we uh, posted, each of our kids had birthdays. All right. Riley turned four. Jackson turned six. Um, they're at this stage where all throughout this year leading up to their birthday, they went to so many other little kids' birthday parties, right? Right. Uh, and so they each wanted a birthday party. And they wanted, like, the ones that they went to where, you know, the parents would rent out a place and there's like a limited amount of kids that you can invite and you know if you were to really do it up like in their premium packages each one of these birthday parties can easily cost over a thousand dollars right well i think it's hard i mean we live in orlando so we have a ton of places that would be fun that is fun for a birthday party but a lot of these places that you pay for include the adults in your headcount. Right. So, you know, we were looking at this one place for like Wonderworks, which was so fun. We went to a birthday party there. But 12 is the limit. And that includes, you know, us as a family of four, which means we would only be able to invite eight more people. Right. It so becomes it just, like, so adds exclusive. So fast. Right. And in years past, I mean, especially for our long-term listeners, everyone knows that I hate hosting. Yes, we do. I hate parties. I hate having people over for dinner. I like going somewhere, but I just like, I hate like the stress. about hate like, planning is, the party. Is there enough food? Blah, blah, blah. But it's awful. Our adorable little children come up to us and they're like, I want a birthday party. I want to have goodie bags for my friends. I want to get the presents. Like I want it to be all about me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Eric and I had to kind of take a hard look at each other and say, do we give in? How you know, are we do- going to play this? Yeah. Because they each wanted a birthday party. Right. 
Uh, and they're within two weeks of each they other. They have right, exactly. The birthdays within two weeks of each other, and then they have uh, a lot of crossover friends. Right. So we would be inviting, uh, or you know, or like my, siblings. Siblings, yeah. Like 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 you know, we would be inviting the, inviting the same family. Um, you know, twice in two weeks. And so not only was it just expensive and impractical, but then I found I felt like we were just going to be annoying. You know what I mean? To invite the same families to two different birthday parties within two weeks. It's like we're taking up a lot of people's time. You I know? know. So we decided to be annoying one time and, and invite everybody. We somehow sold the kids. Right. On a, on a joint birthday party. A joint birthday party that I dubbed birthday apocalypse because it wound up uh being quite a massive affair oh my god i was so terrified in the planning of birthday apocalypse <laughs> take people through the process quickly and like what the what what the the logistics of it looked like you know it was kind of weird because i was i had a lot in my head and i you know i had a lot to plan but i felt kind of strangely calm through the whole thing for the most part i felt it was not like me at all. If we would have done this episode before Birthday Apocalypse, I think you would have been singing a different <laughs> tune. But now that it's Maybe. done and behind us, because and it was a, it was a huge success. I have no idea how. Uh, but me neither. Yes. We we had, we had really good weather, and let's start with that. The, it was the venue. I think we we uh, gambled on a venue, and it paid we, off for us. Well, we didn't. We picked a public park. And a pavilion, an outdoor pavilion. And we only gambled because of the weather. Exactly. Because but, we have we have to basically gamble if we're going to have good weather or not. But let me tell you, that party is trash if the weather is bad. We had pitch. It's not pitch, trash. It's trash. Stop oh, my it. God. It was an open air pavilion in a park. If we would have had bad weather and then the kids couldn't play on the... When you mean the, bad, you mean like raining. Raining, yeah. Yeah. Any kind of less than desirable weather. You know, there was That's an adjoining... That's a typical day in Florida, though. I know. But we got so lucky for there not being... It, it wasn't even hot. It was nice to be outside. It no, was a it pleasant was like temperature. it was 70. It was beautiful. So, but anyway, so we had... We were outside of the pavilion. I hired a face painter, which was like our big ticket item. And it's true. And that wound up being... A, a huge hit. Massive hit We brought the, the guests. In addition to the park, we we brought like a soccer goal and like some balls and like a little like tea party for the girls with like dress up that we had around the house. And, you know, we just had, you know, basic food, you know, a little bit of subs, pizza, carrots. The most remarkable chips. thing. And then, of course, the cakes. Uh, the most remarkable thing that I think is that even though I believe that we were trying to take like a discount approach to uh, to planning this party, meaning like, you know, it, it, we weren't taking the approach that we've seen some families take where it's like, you know, money is no object. And sometimes like, you know, when you do the official birthday party at like the Wonderworks or something like that, you could just blow it out of the water in terms of expense. And even though you would think that that this public park and the joint birthday and everything would be kind of a thrifty approach to throwing a birthday party, it still was kind of expensive. Yeah. The price adds up. Everything adds up. And it becomes it was it was still like not that cheap. That's what I what really surprised me the most about it. No, it definitely wasn't cheap, and and that's where I think where our kind of topic is, you know, kind of coming to is like 
Where do you stop at like a party with a headcount? All right, that's a, that's a fair point, and that is basically the uh, the crux of what I wanted to to debate for listeners to to weigh in on. So uh, as we were planning birthday apocalypse, I come across a tweet uh, that was not even really directed at us, TBC, uh, but I thought that it opened up such an interesting conversation. So listen to what this this one person wrote. They said. I was the kid excluded from classroom parties. Uh, the mother told my mom, not everyone can be invited uh, and th- your child just has to live with it. Okay, cool. That's one thing. Then you're excluded from Foursquare and the lunch table too. Kids can be amazing, but also so cruel. She continues, if you can afford to have a party, then invite the entire class or don't have one. If it's at, say, laser tag, make sure you budget for the whole class. All right, so TBC, just to put things in context, uh, even though we were doing the joint birthday party, or I I would say actually because we did the joint birthday party, we did not invite every student in Jackson and Riley's class because we felt that that was going to just send the guest list off into the stratosphere. Oh, it would have completely... And we kind of had it at like a crappy time for us because we had it at like 11 to 1, which mm-hmm. is like right in the, the hot spot of lunch. You're providing lunch for basically adults and children. Right. And, you know, Jackson has 18 kids in his class and Riley has at least like 15 kids. So that's like 30 right there. And just kids. Just for kids. Not including siblings. Yeah. Not including parents. So we were, you know, we were just... Even though I agree with this girl, right? I, I agree with her with her point of view. I can totally understand, wh- you know, why she's saying because no one likes to be excluded. The only reason what what we chose to do is with Jackson's class, we invited like the kids, even for both of their their classes, like who we hang out with on a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. what parents do we have numbers for? Right. Who do we see on a regular basis? So it's like we couldn't invite the whole class we eventually had to kind of cap it i think we ended up with like 20 or 22 i think which was still a lot but that was with siblings Mm -hmm. but i mean it was um tough so do you think uh, you mentioned that you kind of agree with this person i can see her point i can see her point so do you think that we even though we made the decision that we made to only invite some select people, do you think that we broke etiquette? Do you think that what we did was intrinsically wrong and that we should have only thrown this kind of party if we felt like we could afford to at least extend an invitation to everyone in each of the kids' classes? It just, it it would not have made sense, unfortunately. In, in our situation, even though I get it and no one wants to be left out and at this age group, you know, kids talk about their birthday parties and I mean, then they talk about them. So I totally get it. But, you know, it's like we're not invited to every birthday party. I I know that there are certain kids who have birthday parties and we're not invited. And I know that at least for Riley's daycare, they do their best to do it very discreetly. So the kids don't know who gets an invitation and who doesn't. And I think that like, you know, Everything is so expensive right now. I mean, everything in, in the world. And, you know, when you you have, you have ultimately have to make a cap. So do I think that we made the wrong decision? I'm going to say no. You know, I mean, in our situation with the amount of kids we have and because it was a joint birthday party, it didn't make sense. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, we decided to do what we did for a reason. Know, for yeah, the practical reasons of when the rubber hits the road, it's like, how are you going to possibly pay for all of this? Uh, you know, we had to draw the line at 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 a certain point, and and I I'm glad that you brought up the criteria that at least I was using in in when I was weighing in on the guest list of like where we should make the call because it, it got very, very challenging. Um, and that was like, do I have this parent's number? And that that was like, that was my really it was more practical. Like how close of friends that they are. And typically if we have their number, that's what then I'm they're saying. pretty close. That's what I used as my litmus test for like how close we are to you. Like if I already have the parent's number in the phone, and we didn't have to go, you know, like searching for it or going through other channels in order to get in touch with that family. Then I felt like, you know, this was a family that I wanted to have with us at that party. And um, I mean, like, you know, you're obviously not trying to make it personal or anything, but that was what I, I you know, kind of resonated with me about this person's tweet is that at a point when we had to make those decisions, it did get very personal. And you yeah. did have to make these judgment calls based on how much does, you know, my child like this other child, you yeah, know? Yeah, it was tough for sure. But we got through it. It was a success. I think that we picked great favors. Yeah. you. Uh, I am like, I was a big fan of our favors, like beach ball, like poppet keychains, lollipops. I yeah. felt like we didn't really give like... Those little like trinkets that kids throw away very quickly. Exactly. And you know what? We didn't have a quick tip at the beginning of this oh, episode. Oh, I, I have one. Okay. <laughs> but I also feel like this is a handy tip. If you're hosting a kid's birthday party, we've hosted one massive one now. Yeah. And here we so go as experts. experts. Uh, right. But um, if you're going to do uh, the party favors, then make them things that are practical for the family. You know yeah. what I mean? That are, is not just like the junk toys that get thrown away. And I'm not- so what were, what were ours again? Uh, we did um, beach balls. Yep. Like these like small little beach balls, which is perfect for the summer. We ultimately, we originally- Sunglasses. Sunglasses. We originally bought- um, Kids need them. Bubbles, Sunny but we returned them. And then like lollipops. And most of our things came from Oriental Trading. Yeah. Because you can get them for a little bit like cheaper. And typically there's like a coupon for free shipping. So right. they ended up being like pretty reasonable. You're paying money for the favors. At least make it stuff that's like going to get used. Yeah, totally. You know, how many times have we gotten like like a slinky or something? Like, like you're spending the money on the I slinky. I like slinkies. <laughs> but like, you know, those little party favor that's... slinkies. All right, I'm not going to, how, how much how much support am I really going to get like dogging on slinkies? Uh, all right, so you said that you had a um, uh, a quick tip. So circle back for, for that. All right, so my quick tip, I thought about it when we were doing the birthday okay. explanation. You know, COVID um, sucks. It sucked. It still sucks. Um, and we are all learning to live with it now. But my tip is for birthday parties, when you have like a lot of people out, grab like a dinky cupcake mm. to put a candle in for the birthday person to blow out the cake. Totally. Because when a child, anybody, right, a child adult blows out the candle, 
if it's outside the family of four it's or a big whatever. COVID no-no. It's not even a big COVID no-no. It's just kind of gross. Even pre-COVID. It's always been gross, but kinda, now everyone you, acknowledges that it's gross because right, we're more COVID Because now you're just like blowing on everybody's cake. And some kids at the young age, they spit all over the cake. Oh, it's a, we've seen it happen. So And we, then they serve you that cake. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to be like that Seinfeld episode where like everyone's like shaking their head and know that they don't want this cake. They're yeah. not telling you why they don't want it. Why would you not want a piece of cake? Have the cake, Carolyn. So buy like a cheap cupcake, put the candle in it, let the kids blow on that individual cake, and then everyone's cake is, you know, is germ-free. Yes. Yeah. You got to, you got to eliminate the, um, the initial blowing. Agreed. <laughs> uh, that's TBC with an impromptu quick tip of the week. And, um, uh, well, TBC, listen, any parting thoughts before we wrap up this epi? No, man. See you next week. Yeah, absolutely. So on behalf of the TBC and myself, we're saying deuces until next time. And bye. bye. This is the Young Family Podcast. Young Family Podcast.